Thank you for what our ears have heard, our hearts have felt. And now, Lord God, move mightily, convict, convince, if need be convert. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Bless the Lord. Oh, my soul. And all that's within me. Bless his holy name. Let's give our choir a hand clap. Come on. See, that's how it used to be in the 50s. You hear them songs, it makes you immediately think about Jesus. Amen. Pulpit associates, everyone in the congregation, we greet you in a name that is above every name. And I mean his name is above every name. That at the name of Jesus, every knee shall bow. Praise the Lord. Every tongue shall confess. Keep telling you, when I was a little boy, I go up to my grandmother's house, South Philly, and I don't believe in making images of God, but she had this of the master walking on water. You see the waves under his feet. And as a little boy, I used to sit there and just look at that picture. Good night, I reckon. I was, I was struggling to swim in seven feet. <laughs> Here he walking waves in the middle of the ocean. Lord have mercy. You know, those those pictures stick with you, don't they? Don't they stick with you? Really doctrinal, doctrinal, ecclesiastical passage. Um, and there are many directions you can pull out of this, but I I want to talk about turning the page. Turning the page. Turning the page. Some of us have been on the same page too long. Turning the page. Yeah. We should be in the epilogue. We in the prologue. Turning the page. We got to learn how to trust God and turn the page. 
In 2 Corinthians chapter 12, it's an invitation for the Apostle Paul. And um, Paul says something very peculiar in verse 8 to 10. For this thing, I besought the Lord three times thrice that it might depart from me. And he said unto me, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ, remember that word, power, power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in infirmities, reproaches, necessities, persecutions, distresses, For when I'm weak, then I'm really strong. For when I'm weak, for when I understand that I'm weak, purpose, his providence, his perspective, pain, power, praise, And God ends with a push. And that vision is transformed into values which end up as my victory. Really, the proposition through this text is that Paul is learning something new about God and about himself. And that Paul is introducing here a powerful proposition, scaling the slope, struggling in our suffering, wrestling with our wisdom, fighting in our faith to be transformed. Transformation is always from the inside out, never from the outside in. There's a difference between unity and uniformity. Uniformity is when we all look alike. Unity is when we're like-minded. And, 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 and when we talk about translations all through the Bible, in Genesis 5, what I call the death chapter, Enoch was translated to glory as he walked with God. He walked so close with God that he was no more. The closer he walked with God, the more God it was and the less of him it was. So he was just taken. Isn't that that amazing how that we can walk so close to God that we ourselves are no longer in the picture? By the river Chebar, Ezekiel chapter 1, Ezekiel under the Babylonian uh, captivity, Ezekiel was by the river Chebar preachers. Moving with God. That everywhere, everywhere glory went, these, these, these monsters went who were protecting the holiness of God. Stephen was 
translated not by a walk or a will, but Stephen was a witness that as the Judaizers in Acts chapter 8 had stoned him to death as he was falling to the ground, he looked up and saw the risen Christ get off of his throne and open his arms to Stephen. What a, what a translation. And, and the Bible says that Stephen smiled when he saw the Christ. And Elijah, of course, was taken away in a fiery chariot. He translated out of here. And, and even the inner circle disciples, they, they were translated on Mount of Transfiguration when they saw Jesus in all of his glory talking to Moses and Elijah. Then I believe there is a, metaphorically, there's a place that God takes us and shows us who he is. You remember Moses. Moses in Exodus told God, he said, I mean, Moses said, Lord, I want to I wanna see your face. And God told Moses, you can't see my face, but I'll tell you what I do. I will, I will hide you in the cleft of the rock. And I'll, I'll pass by and I'll let you see my hind parts. Can I get a witness? And, 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 and Paul, 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 in this chapter of 2 Corinthians chapter 12, Paul is in defense of his apostleship and his ministry. Paul is trying to convey his way to victory. Now, let me stop Paul's apart because last week we, we dealt with the paralytic man in John chapter 5. And, 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 and one of the things we established is that this man kept making excuses. He had been paralyzed for 38 years. Amen. The same amount of time Israel was paralyzed when they walked in a circle and died off because of their unbelief. And Jesus comes up to this paralytic man and says, a rhetorical question, do you want to be healed? So many of us claim we want to be healed, but we really don't want to be healed. Do you want to be healed? And this man starts making excuses. Every time I try to get in the water, somebody beats me to the water. And, 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 and we says excuses are the monuments of nothingness in which, uh, I'll get it in a minute. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> and anyway, a lot of us make excuses. Why we can't go on and do things and be successful and be blessed and be liberated. So Jesus gave this man three verbs. He said, rise. And we said a paralytic man can't rise. He's paralyzed. Jesus was saying, defy your condition. Now let me stop starting part. Today, you need to defy your condition. Whatever you've been using as an excuse, you need to throw it away. You can get up. Can I get a witness? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and he says, rise. Then he said, take up your bed, amen, and walk. And the Bible says the man got up and walked. And we were dealing with, listen, the excuses that we keep. Mm -hmm. Been here too long. I'm a little old for this. Can I get a witness? Don't we make up excuses? Huh? 
And, and the fact of the matter is, is that you and I will never, amen, turn the page in our lives as long as we keep making excuses. If you want your marriage to be together, start today. If you want your marriage to be better, start today. Don't wait till you get some money and go on a vacation. Start today. Can I get a witness? Amen. Stop cussing your husband out. Stop cussing your wife out and, and, and mend the fences and work it out. Can I get a witness? You, 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 you need to stop me. But today, Paul brings us a whole new philosophy about turning the page. And, 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 and what, I'm, what, what I didn't bring out this morning, I'm going to bring out now, that when I get to a certain point, I'm going to tell you why many of us can't pull that off. I'm, I'm going to get there. But first we see Paul's process of transition. Chapter 12, 1 to 3. Are you with me? Now, 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 now we dealt with this this morning. He said it is not revelations of the Lord. And he speaks in the third person, verse 2. I knew a man. Now, the reason Paul did this, because he didn't want to come off boasting. He didn't say, I am the man, like most of us would say. I knew a man. Can I get a witness? Now, pride is not only lying, pride is stretching the truth. Isn't that right? Remember those temptations is growing like a snowball rolling down the side. It's growing. Every time you tell this story, the story keeps growing. How many of you know what I'm talking about? I, I used to tell my baseball stories. I hit a home run 400 feet. Uh, it really only won 250 feet. But I needed some more footage. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Help me, Jesus. So Paul speaks in the third person. I knew a man in Christ 14 years ago. I want y'all to know how many of y'all had near-death experiences? That all? Where you could have, should have, and would have died. Are you getting this? That you know you're really on borrowed time now. I'm preaching to somebody. See, because it's you guys that have been close to death, amen, that now you've learned that your humanity is not all that in a bag of chips. You know you're on borrowed time. Can I get a witness? Yeah. And, and, and child of God, child of God, that when you begin to look at this, Paul gives a view Interesting, 14 years ago, whether in the body, whether out of the body, I don't know. I cannot, but I was caught up, the verb caught up, snatched up, raptured. Not you doing this. It is no slow movement through the sky. The rapture is a snatching. For we will not all sleep, but we will be caught up. 
snatched to meet him in the air. So you're not going to be sitting out on 322 saying, well, there goes St. Matthews. <laughs> no, what's going to happen is, no, if the rapture comes right now, what's going to happen is there's some people in the choir that's going to go out of here. Others will keep singing. And this pulpit will be empty and Luther Green will come and start preaching. Just And Wayne will be back just saying amen. Y'all going to have church. You're going to say, well, where'd the crowd go? And Kent going to still be playing. I'm only kidding, man. I'm only kidding. I'm only kidding. Wooly said he ain't going to be here. But Paul says, I'm only playing. You know, Pastor. I'm only playing. Praise Jesus. Hallelujah. Sister Gordon, you'll still be looking at your Bible? All right, well, anyway, move right along. <laughs> She'd be here going like this. <laughs> Jesus. Hallelujah. It's tight. So Paul speaking in the third person gives us the process of transition and here's what he says in chapter 1 to 3 in the third person. God knows he moves from the holy come through trouble. You can't get to triumph First, you got to pass into some trouble. Mm. Trouble teaches us, yeah, how to appreciate the next place God has taken us to. You got to stay right there and go through some suffering so when God starts moving you, you have a better appreciation for what God is doing in your life. So we see the purpose of translation, verse 3, and I, and look, 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 verse 4, and he was caught up unto paradise. Now stop, because the word paradise is not in the Old Testament, but rather um, the Garden of God, Eden, um, the New Jerusalem, glory, but Paradise is primarily a New Testament term used to talk about the third heaven. First heaven is the cloud, second heaven is outer space. God can, amen, usher you into his presence. And Paul says in verse 4, and he was caught up into paradise and heard unspeakable words. Now stop, 
Paul said, when I got to glory, I heard stuff that I could not articulate. I saw things I could not put in words. Sounds like a great place, doesn't it? That I, Lord have mercy, I witnessed stuff that was beyond human comprehension. I couldn't articulate this stuff. It was too great for me. And when you see God metaphorically, that's just, just like Job, woe is me. I'm unclean. Just like Isaiah, woe is me. And, 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 and so Paul says, I got the paradise. I heard these unspeakable words, which is not lawful for a man to utter. In other words, when Paul got into heaven and saw the glory of God, the saints worshiping, waiting, exalting the Savior, walking the streets of gold, friction on what Paul could talk about. My God. See, been full curse earth. Back in the flesh. See, that's why Jesus cried when he raised Lazarus. We, we, we don't even understand this. The Bible says, and Jesus wept, and then he says, where have you put the body? Lazarus, come forth, because he was calling Lazarus back from paradise to this pollution. And our theology... Helps us to turn the page. Couldn't last that long because my theology, Lord have mercy. God said, turn the page. His stroke was just the means of getting him the glory. Y'all ain't getting this. And since he's in glory, he wouldn't come back here anyhow. Can I get a witness? Songwriter said he got the whole wide world in his hands. And, 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 and it's here, it's here, it's here that as Paul has these restrictions, we, we see, we see, we see his transition, we see his translation, but here comes the problem. Now we see Paul's pain of transformation. Now, now I'm, I'm going to talk about four things I didn't talk about this morning. Real quickly in this text, and I want you to perspective. And once we get perspective, then we need the Lord's power, which transforms the negative into a positive. Mm-hmm. If life, yeah. And then after you get some pain, perspective, and power, You've got to have perseverance to keep on keeping on. Or else you will not change. Do I have a witness? You know what God is doing in your life while you're in a waiting mode? You know what God is doing in your life while you are, amen, where you are this morning? He's giving you some pain, perspective, power, and perseverance. So when he pulls you out, You've got a confidence that will not be in conflict. Can I get a witness? 
hang, hanging in with pastor. Look, 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 at, look at this verse because uh, Paul says, as a result of this privilege, now let me stop, with privilege comes pain. Why does God give us privilege and then brings pain to balance us? Pain will balance you. You will not be walking around like you it. You will not be walking around like you are a God. Like somebody ought to be worshiping you. God can bring you blessings on one hand and a balancing act on another hand. Can I get a witness? Just, just go back in the Old Testament and ask Jacob. In order for Jacob to become Israel, God had to throw his hip out of joint. He walked with a limp the rest of his life. Every time he limped, it reminded him. Now transformation demands trouble. can't climb that ladder of success, have power, position, and privilege appointments. But in this text, hang in there with me, look what Paul says about this balancing act. And I want you to see this. We've been here before. Paul says, for though I would desire, verse 6, to glory, I shall not be a fool, for I will say the truth, verse 7, unless I should be exalted above measure. Through the abundance of the revelations, what God showed him, there was given to me. Now stop. God says your pain from his perspective is a gift. It's going to balance you. It's going to bring you down from that high Perch, you and I tend to climb every now and then. Are y'all getting this? Pride and puts us in a position of power. Mm. Joseph went from the pit to the palace by way of prison. I don't know if you know the story, Joe. You know what happened in prison? He went to prison for something he didn't do. Potiphar's wife. Now, you know Potiphar's wife was fine. Ain't nobody in the palace ugly. You know she was fine, Doc. And she grabbed Joseph and said, come on, baby, lay with me. Joseph said, how can I sin this sin against God? And the Bible says she, Joseph ran and left his suit jacket <laughs> in her hand. Now let's give Joseph a hand clap. Because if that had been some of us, we'd have took off the suit jacket. Leave that one alone. I say, let's you say go. Yeah. 
You know why I thank God for transformation? Because where I am this morning, I'm much stronger than I was when I came out the world. Are y'all getting this? Can't, 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 can't we say no to sin now? Can't hear nothing. Can't we say? Can't. Now, the only ones saying amen and clapping are those that are too old to do anything anyhow. Now, now, now let's try this again. <laughs> Lady back there, amen. Maybe you ain't going to do too much, but look. Unless I should be exalted above measure through the abundance of the revelations, there was given to me a gift, a thorn, a stake to be. Unless I should be exalted above measure. A DDD, a deflationary, a divine deflationary device. Now what does God have to use to keep you low? To keep you humble? your pain from your pride. Do not subtract your pain from you being balanced spiritually. What God will do is give you a gift that keeps on bothering you to keep you praying. Might be your children. Might be your health. Might be something else, but God's going to put something in your life to balance us. It's all a balancing act. So every time we get up, and boy, we can get up, can we? Can, can, can we get up? Can, excuse me, can we get up? Do you know, I, on my job, I'm, I'm in charge of all your science. Just, you know, boy, Hmm. Interesting. God has to balance us. Because where God is getting ready to take you is higher. And he doesn't want you there with self-import. When you get up there, every time you pat yourself on the back, you leave a handprint that only God can move. Are you getting this? Thank you, Jesus. Ah, Paul, Paul, Paul says, this gift that God gave me, this thorn in my flesh, this divine deflationary device was hurting me. And then verse 8, I have so many dimensions here. See, we can keep on praying and God will keep on saying no. Which is greater than you feeling released. His purposes for your pain is needful so you can turn the page later on. Yesterday, what you might go through tomorrow is greater. It's a greater lesson in that than anything else. Paul, 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 
It says right here. I want this thing to depart from me. Now, in my personal life, I have prayed about things. And before I got on my knees, I heard the Lord saying, no, not touching it. I'm not going to touch it. I'm not going to change it. I'm not going to touch it. I want you, listen to me, I want you to understand that your pain is bringing you a new perspective. And with my power and your perseverance, you will prevail. You got to lock arms with God. Do I have a witness? Now, I'm talking to spiritual Christians. I'm not talking to babes. Babes cry for milk. Babes cry when they want to be changed. Babes cry. Grow in Christ. And you ought to be growing. You ought to be knowing, showing, and going. Stop pouting all the time because you're not getting your way. Stop being a babe and say, Lord, may thine will be my will. May my will be thine will. You are the potter. I am the clay. Make me, shape me, mold me to what you would have me to be. I got my Lord to act as if I have all power in the world. Act as if nothing can happen to you unless I let it. Act as pain. You'll stop thinking that the devil is causing your pain. You'll stop thinking that your history is causing your pain. You will accept. Lord, give me the serenity to accept the things I cannot change, the courage to change what I can, and the wisdom to know the difference. Check it out. (laughs) God said, verse 9, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in what? We, and and, and look, God, God is saying, uh, when you get at your weakest point, that's when my strength takes over. I don't want you to be strong and I'm strong. I want you to be weak and I'm strong. I want you to be nothing and I'm everything. I want you to be an empty pitcher and I'm the full fountain. Can I get a witness? God is saying that my sufficiency is all you need in your life. That's why it's called sufficient grace, amazing grace, saving grace, suffering grace. What we need is sufficient grace. Lord, give me a sufficiency so I can sleep at night. Give me a sufficiency so I can praise you over problems. Give me a sufficiency so I can walk. Give me a sufficiency so I'll get up and move forward. Give me a sufficiency so my confidence is in you and not in me. Check it out. So here's Paul as we, as we close. Look what Paul does. He moves to the prophet of his troubles, that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in my sicknesses. Somebody else. You don't, you don't know what they are privately going through. Can I get a witness? 
Well, I wish I had. Be, be careful. You, you got you, you, you to be thankful for what you do have. Can I get a witness? Uh, you got to be thankful for what God uh-huh, has already given you. But the key to transformation is that we have to understand our pain. You know, as a people, we like coming in changing everything. Isn't that right? Some pain in that too. Some pain in that too. We got some pain. And it's what is that a piece of sand gets caught up in his innermost being when he opens his ship. In closing, I'm reminded of a fishing company up in Boston who got a call from out west and a man requested that they would send him live fish and take that fish's enemy and put in the tank with him. And the entire trip, the enemy will be chasing him around the tank and the chase will keep him fresh. So what God does, God takes the very thing we hate, puts it in a tank with us, and that thing running us and chasing us. We're fresh because trouble's on our heels. We're fresh because we had to keep getting up, moving around, running from that which would hurt us, and we come out fresh. You got to learn, child of God, that when Satan is on your hill, in the name of Jesus, you got to talk to yourself. You got to tell yourself, I know that he can do far, exceeding, abundantly above all that I ask or think. You got to talk to yourself. No weapon. Talk to yourself. And we know that all things are working together for the good. I don't know where God is taking me, but when I come forth, I'll be like pure gold. I've got the victory. I've got plans for you. Plans. You gotta talk to yourself. You gotta know that you know that you Jesus. He's got your back. And if he's got your back, he's got your front. If he's got your front, he's got your ups. He's got your downs. He's got your victory. Of lords. I just want you to do one thing before we leave. Bow your heads and thank God for your pain. Your pain bringing power in your life. Your pain is going to teach you what perseverance is all about. Your pain is a prophet and a gift from God to depend on him. For when I'm weak, then I'm really. God wants to save you. He died for your sins and buried and rose again. If you want to be saved, just raise your hand. Is there one? Just put your hand in there. Don't be ashamed. I want to give my life to Christ. Is there one? I see your hands. 
Perhaps you want to join the church of Christian experience. Raise your hand. Is there one? If your hands are raised, come on up. Come on, raise your hand. Come on, come on. Come on. Come on up here. Come on up here. Come on. Bless the Lord. Praise Him. Come on, brother. Thank you, man. How you doing, man? You all right? Is there another? How, how old are you? Is there another? Is there another? Step out. Now, we had a girl move here from New York for the Russell family. Pray for those young ladies that need surgery this week. Let's be a praying family. And thank God for your pain. It's a balancing act of privileges. Father, we thank you. Help us to turn a page of our lives. And we can only turn it as there is transition, as there is transformation, as there is triumph. Help us to see the need for all the pain in our lives. And it's a gift from you. For when we are weak, then we are strong. In Jesus' name, amen. See